Do you pride yourself on finding the best deals and savings? Yes, it's me. I'm raising my hand. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Shop brands like Macy's, Adidas, YSL Beauty, Samsung Petco, just to name a few. Plus, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Here's how it works. Stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and then Rakuten shares a commission with its members via check or PayPal quarterly. And you better believe how exciting it is when your PayPal alerts you that you've gotten money. It's no wonder Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is the fastest we've ever actually set up our audio equipment ever. I'm convinced we're missing something. I think something's wrong because usually, I mean, guys, in case you're wondering, this is usually the setup of how things go for us. Uh, let's say I'm, we're going to start recording at five. Yeah. I get there at five thirty. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Step one. <laughs> then uh, we hang out and talk for about an hour while we're also waiting for Postmates to get there. Yeah. Christine then, can't decide what to drink. Then six thirty to seven rolls around. And then we're like, I guess we should go upstairs. The sun is down. Maybe we should do something productive. <laughs> and then we come upstairs and then we continue to bitch for about bitch about anything i mean yeah. i'm saying bitch very very freely what that's what we mean when we say talk or right. bitch is talk in our we just, vernacular yes yes so. so we talk quote slash bitch right um, if when eva's here it's even worse because then there's three people then there's involved. three opinions so it takes and she's even not longer. about to tell us what to do because she's <laughs> too nice for that so we just rope her into our bitch session so by 7 30 we're finally setting up the equipment and going th- doing our ads and then something goes wrong and then something goes wrong so it basically takes two and a half hours to get everything ready mm-hmm. this time we were supposed to meet at 4 45 i got here at 4 30 so yeah. i was 15 minutes er- early something's met mercury's in retrograde something's happening and then within five minutes of seeing you everything's set up and we're recording like it's it just it's five o'clock right now our notes are ready the printer worked on the first try that's the other thing it usually takes approximately 40 minutes for me to get this printer uh, here's the thing that we talk slash bitch about all the time (laughs) and by us i mean christine she hates our printer so it doesn't work no i always i always hear her every time i come here we gotta get a new printer we gotta get a new printer i know but it's i can't bring myself because it's because it functions. Yeah, it like just eventually not well. works. And I bought so much ink for it that I'm like, we might as well use the ink <laughs> up before I just like toss it to the curb. Speaking of um, failing, I uh, just realized my laptop is actually on its last limb. I just, I literally just bookmarked new MacBook because my really? fucking computer's dying. Yes. I just, I literally just bookmarked. Was oh, that today? Uh, last night. We are and this morning, but always in sync. I oh love it. Oh my God. I, my computer's doing that thing now. It's terrifying me because we're about to do... Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven shows in a row and then have about a 48 hour break and then do like five more shows. Yep. So I'm doing all the notes right now 
and I was halfway through my notes last night, and all of a sudden, Uh-oh. I got this n- this pop up that said pages unexpectedly quit oh that's the worst and i was like oh boy and it's been doing that like every day now my oh, com- no. and we're about to go on tour like we better hope my computer well i didn't works. at first i was like i don't it's like the same with the printer i was like well you know it works i don't want to spend the money on a new one and then i looked i was like what year did i buy this and it was 2013 so i'm like okay oh. it's officially <laughs> six years old i feel like maybe now in the apple world right I can, like ease my conscience a little bit i think my laptop was a present for getting into grad school oh okay so our graduating college and it was like this is your adult laptop which is like sounds super bougie but i had another laptop that i had used for several years before that yeah and it was like definitely on its last leg then and so this was like your congratulations you're in the world so i guess that means i'm on my fifth year with this laptop now so I do need something. Oh, but can you imagine we use my computer during the live shows? The live shows. What if all of a sudden it's like keynote unexpectedly quit in the middle of the show? And, and then, then everyone like, your sees weird bullshit comes up <laughs> on the screen. Everyone sees my like weird background desktop and like all the weird icons. The folders that you keep. And by pictures the way, pictures of Christine. So beautiful. <laughs> I have a bunch of folders that all say tax stuff for Tom because they're all different. <laughs> presence that i'm working on but if anyone were to look at my computer i don't want them to see their name on it that's what you want to hide so presents. i have like i have like 10 different folders that say tax stuff Most for people Tom. do that for porn not for gifts but <laughs> i guess that's okay i'm honestly i'm just a saint just, <laughs> i think that's what i just learned nobody's surprised by that um why do you drink this since we are on, we're on a ranting roll a ranting bitch sesh yeah, um, I mean, we never we didn't bitch bef- while we were setting up equipment today, so right. now we're doing it. Well, I was going to tell you guys last week, and I forgot, that I've been working on lucid dreaming, <gasps> like, regularly, and I'm really trying to get better at it, and um, I have been doing this, like, daily thing, and I've been doing... I, it's a whole thing. I don't know. Who knows what... It's basically when you become conscious in your dream, and then you can control your dream world, and it's very cool. Right. Um. So I had one three days into my like <gasps> what happened okay so i was at a party in my at my childhood home and i suddenly realized like this isn't realistic because i don't live here anymore and so i was like right. holy shit i'm in a dream and i was like don't panic and you're supposed to stare at your hand to like you've said yourself. that before like you have to stare at your hand to like to ground yourself and like weird cause okay because you, you'll wake yourself up because it's something you at least know is real like my hand should be here. right so you just like stare at it or count your unless fingers. you like don't have both your hands yeah i don't know <laughs> who knows just covering you your ma- faces <laughs> can you imagine if all of a sudden you have sleep paralysis and both your hands are there no. and you're like ah no this is definitely not right oh um and then george lopez talks in the background <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> lord that is a nightmare um yeah and so then it wasn't very exciting but i went to a uh shopping mall and i flew around which was really cool wow and um the only t- other time i've had a lucid dream i was flying to which is so cool and i flew around and i remember thinking like i was going through the hallways and i saw just hundreds of people walking around and i remember thinking in my dream like my subconscious is creating like hundreds of faces right now that i'm looking at like it's all isn't in that my cool head. that you had the awareness yeah, of what was happening as like it was happening inception it's trippy you're like complimenting your brain as it's happening like, brain you're so creative and the brain's like yeah i know right it's like watch this <laughs> but so there Boom, was another one person. guy and i walked up to him well i flew up to him but there you go same diff i flew up to him <laughs> and i was looking at his face and i was like oh my god like you could see the hairs on his face like his pores and everything and i was like and it wasn't someone i knew from real life and i was just Wild. amazed anyway so then i flew around a little bit and then i flew too high and my back hit the ceiling of the shopping mall uh-huh. and then i woke up but then i was like oh my god what if i'm not really awake <gasps> turns out i had a false awakening and i was still dreaming shut the fuck but up but then i was in bed and i was like well i don't know how to get up without 
like I psyched myself out and I was like, how do I like go explore? So did you technically have sleep paralysis? Um, no, because I okay. was. You were able to get yourself out of it. Yeah, because yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. And then I woke up in my real life and I was very sad, but it was cool and I'm still doing it and I'm going to report back if anything else cool happens. Very cool. I feel like if I were to try to lucid dream, I tried for a, a while in high school and I think I got kind of successful at it because I actually very, when you said um, I flew too high on my back at the ceiling. I like almost had a flashback to a time where that's happened to me. Yeah. So I know what you're, I know that feeling that you're talking it's about. So cool. And but weird. I feel like if I had a false awakening and realized I wasn't awake, my brain would immediately devolve into sleep paralysis. It's like, oh, this is the perfect environment yeah. for this. So let's just give it a whirl. Why not? Yeah. Terrifying on my end. Cause yeah, I don't yeah. think I would have the control that you do, but is there anything do you get to select where you go yet? Like, have you, did you decide mall and then no, it happened? No, that just kind of happened. Okay. So I haven't, I don't have like a big good grasp on it yet. Um, but it was cool. Like I could fly, which sometimes is hard for people. Sure. Um, cause you, <laughs> mostly it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for some people not for me. Um, but yeah, so it was cool. I don't know. I like, don't want to be on here just like talking about my dreams. That's so boring, but it was a very cool experience and you guys should look into lucid dreaming if you want. And I'm on the subreddit. It's fascinating. Very, very cool. Why do you drink? Um, I drink because we're about to go on tour and I feel, um, first of all, the stress of that, because this is the biggest leg we've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though we do have a, a little bit of a, a brief homecoming in between, it really is like a two week long yeah. trip. So it's not so much that, I mean, it's definitely, there's a portion of it where I'm stressed because I, I'm going to be on a stage for many, many nights in a row. Yeah. But um, in my personal life, I'm stressed, one, because I'm going to miss Allison, but two, I also am trying to get all these little things for the apartment done before yeah. I leave, because otherwise it's just going to not get done. And yeah. not that they wouldn't do it, but um, RJ and Allison have learned that I'm a control freak. Uh -huh. And so they have learned that if I have my mindset on something to probably just not quote, do me a favor and take care I of see, it. Yes. Because once I have tunnel vision, it's like, you did it wrong. Probably just for the best <laughs> that you stay out of my, like out of my field of vision. But today it was uh, as much as I, I'm aware that I'm a crazy person when it comes to like trying to make everything a certain way. And I warned them and I was like, just so you know, like when we move in together, I have like a vision for how I want this to look. And I, I'm aware that I'm going to sound like a, a nutcase sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, but they've been very respectful. And I've even told them when I know I'm losing it, I'm like, I know I'm losing it. It's not you. It's just how my brain is working. And I need to get through my own problem. Like there's clearly some reason why I'm acting this way, but I've, we've finally gotten to a point where most of the place is done and this morning, RJ and Allison came up to me and they were like, this place really feels like a home. You did a really Aww. good job. So I don't know if they were appeasing my no, ego really or if they sweet. meant it, but it, it felt really good. That's so, really sweet. But there's still a couple things on the to-do list before we head out and I'm just kind of pressed for time. Well, I haven't even gotten to vacuum the goddamn confetti. There's still confetti here. Because <laughs> I don't want to break my expensive Dyson and you keep telling me you're going to bring a broom I know. over and then I you never the do. Ball. I dropped the ball. I dropped the broom. Oh, and a Giovanni oh, appears. This place. Hi, Gio. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I'm in a similar boat of, like, trying to get shit done, trying to figure out where Gio's going to be. Yeah. All the we I have no freaking clue. Oh, my so gosh. I can't imagine having another life to take care of. <laughs> Just going to be a plate. Because <laughs> Blaze's work schedule comes in. It's all wonky. I have to figure out who's going to be home at what hour. And right. Coordinate, like, Alexander comes home at lunch and take Gio Oof. out. Oh my god. Never mind. I'm not that stressed. No, no, but it's like a similar <laughs> thing of like we're running out of time and you got to Yeah, and it's I I really 
I know we knew we were going to be traveling a lot and that's not all that we're not grateful. It's just I, mm-hmm. when we quit our jobs and thought like, oh, we're going to have all this free time. <laughs> it's like, well, no, we're going to be Where on the road <laughs> and we have no, we still have no free time. So I'm still trying to like buy milk before I leave. It so. makes me like extra sad when people are like, oh my God, this cool event is happening that same day that you're in town. I know. And I'm like, we're driving six hours that day to get there. Hopefully yeah. on time. We don't have time to explore. I know. I feel bad because a lot of people have suggested their favorite parts of their hometown. So yeah. we're going to be visiting. It's like, like, it's like, we trust us. We want to be there. Like but, Lemp Brewery. We're like, right. That would be a dream to go, but I don't think we have time. So yeah. So we have a lot going on. We are so excited to see you guys. We just announced Charlotte. When does this even come out? February 10th. This comes out February 10th, I think. So we have Charlotte. We announced Charlotte and Nashville, another Nashville show. So go get tickets. Whew. And that's com slash live. Which oh. means also, go ahead. No, 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 no. Tomorrow is our anniversary. Oh! High five to you. Yay, high five to you. And then a second you. hand five to the second year. Yeah, All baby. Right. So I, I'm sure if we were not about to go tour, I would have done, some, done something. I would have done something wildly elaborate for this episode. We would have planned ahead, but we did not because we... Our train wrecks. Are trying to keep ourselves together. For you. <laughs> but know that I love you and I'm very proud of the two years that I we've love created. You too. And how about let's just postpone it and expect yeah. a present from me when we're done touring? Okay. It'll just be a delayed anniversary gift. Okay. I'll work on saying two now that I'm finally trying to get my shit together. Um, <laughs> okay. Not planning weddings and stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very proud of us too. I'm so happy that. I, I mean, I feel like we're like really not laying it on thick which like is very unlike us yeah. but like i mean two years okay, let's for the sake of it mm-hmm. where were we two two years before the podcast like two years like ago right before we started the podcast oh, i have no clue where were we boston no before that i was in cincinnati living in my mom's house i don't know where i was who knows i don't know how to do math who okay, so where were we let's talk about how the podcast has changed our lives like things okay. we're grateful for i am so grateful that you came into my life even though you were already in my life but you became a new role like a more important role in my life i like how i fished my own compliment right out of you no i'm kidding, I'm <laughs> you kidding. Did it. i mean it i mean it i'm um, i'm very grateful for our friendship i had no idea i could somehow work this well with someone in a, our own business agreed. let alone a business especially someone i already knew like i wouldn't have it wouldn't yeah. have occurred to me that someone i met a year ago would suddenly become like my business partner yeah it's very weird that when we went to um it's the fact that we went to school together and we had so many like acquaintance based yeah, we memories hung out together. Yeah, it's so weird that if they were to like, if they out in the world were to make a movie about us, it like there would be a whole year. There'd be a whole prequel Mark, movie. <laughs> there'd be a whole prequel of us like not even actually like always being in the same room and not really thinking about each other at all. Aww. Yeah, that's true. Not even like thinking we'd have anything in common or whatever, or would ever reach out to each other or ever become friends. But weird. I'm very grateful for our friendship. Me too. And without you, I wouldn't be able to have quit my job. Even though I love that job, I I never knew by 26 I'd be a business partner. Same. Oh my god, we own our own company. It's amazing. That just occurred to me. We. <gasps> oh you, my god, my stomach just flipped. That's so exciting. See. <laughs> happy two years Good for us that was the emotion i was trying to get out of you Ugh. um i would have never met geo okay fair i would have never met allison let's bring her That's in second true. um and i god i've given you so much and truly if we're going off of the butterfly effect which i could honestly talk about for the Love rest of my life the butterfly effect i probably wouldn't be in la i would have probably gone home because i think i would have oh me neither i would have probably given up my quote dream same i think i would be back in ohio yeah, I think I think my life would be vastly different if it weren't for you. So that, mine too. 
you really changed my life. You so changed thank you. my life. It's so weird. It's hand in hand. And I feel like the the show, the podcast has like t- changed me as a person too. And oh yeah, brought me out of my shell a lot and kind of taught me what I value. And, and we've met so many people who apparently, apparently, allegedly, we've also changed lives yeah. for. And that's, it's really nice that, that people have met through us. And I mean that, speaking of butterfly, well, it's not really the butterfly effect, but that in turn has changed our lives because it means so much that, you right. know, people are everyone's being affected by each other yeah. in a great way so hang on let's do a little clinky oh my gosh okay here you take the other one we were I... like what should we what could we possibly have to talk about in this episode and now we're here like oh oh god Ooh, almost broke that those. sounded dangerously good here we... yeah that was a nice classy high-pitched clink i love it all uh, right anyway, well, cheers to us sorry you guys had to hear that we love you guys um, everyone's probably already and honestly you guys made this happen too so oh a thousand percent we, i mean obviously this wouldn't exist without you so thank you thank you christine for starting this podcast with me and thank you to everyone else for allowing us to continue for, right for letting us do this for, for a full-time job explore new possibilities pleasure zones and find your vibe at funlove.com Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink and that being said just because we're so in sync and our friendship is so weirdly in tuned always uh-huh. my story today is not a story at all but i am doing dramatic readings of others experiences with sleep paralysis stop it <laughs> 
Emma, it is it. very weird. Why do we keep doing this? I don't know. It's very, very... Well, I, one of the methods, I didn't mention it, but one of the methods to get into sleep process is called wild and it's wake induced um, lucid dreaming and basically mm. you fall asleep but you keep your mind awake so it's literally you induce sleep paralysis and they're like don't worry there's a phase where sometimes like you'll see hallucinations or you feel like someone's sitting on your chest and your body will paralyze but it'll pass and i'm like what the oh fuck? my god i don't want to induce sleep paralysis on myself <laughs> like that's not okay so i do a different method but anyway oh good so that's well, a part of it you avoid the demons that's but some people do it on purpose wild anyway. not me not me no thank you it's um, wild. That's the name of it. Good job. Very, very cool. It is wild. It is wild. I wish, I wonder, I wonder what the uh, sleep paralysis form of bananas is. I, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever you say, I'm going to say bananas afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> then he stole it out from under me. Uh, la, 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 la. All right. So these I found mainly on Reddit, Thought Catalog, and uh, some other websites. Mainly Thought Catalog and Reddit. BuzzFeed. No. Maybe BuzzFeed. I, I think I read those catalog. and I was like, those aren't good enough. The thought catalog ones are lists are always so dark. I know. That's why I went okay, there. Okay, this is going to scare the shit out of me. You're fine. The only time I ever had sleep paralysis was while I was researching sleep paralysis. So this is going to be great. Well, I also, as you notice, I'm actually doing my story on my phone this time around. So I don't know how long this is. And I don't know <laughs> if I got too many stories or not enough stories. I'm just going to read what I have. Dive in, baby. And we're just going to run out the clock, apparently. Yeah. So um, I also... I. I copy and pasted ones that I thought were good. And basically I copy and pasted a lot into this list. And I was like, oh, maybe these, maybe these will be good. But I never went back and edited out the ones that weren't as creepy as the ones I found later on. So okay. I think these progressively get worse. Oh, great. So buckle up. Knuckle and buckle. buckle, knuckle and buckle. <laughs> so um, I think the, the thread I got these from on Reddit, in case you want to read along or find your own, I think it was. Um, for people who have sleep paralysis, what's the scariest experience you've had? Oh, God. Something like that. So just, like, dive right in. Something to that effect. Cool. So, uh, and I thought about making this, um, just before I go into this, I thought about making this an episode about sleep paralysis in general, about, like, the science behind it. Yeah. And I think I might actually do that for another episode because someone tweeted me, I think, two nights ago and said, can you do an episode on the science of sleep paralysis? Okay. So I might be doing dramatic readings this time around, but one day I might actually cover why sleep paralysis is. Too. And apparently there's a, um, there, I don't, it's, I don't know what I'm saying. Basically there is a sleep paralysis demon. So it's like the shadow figure that everyone sees. Right. Um, apparently is, you, it's universal that with sleep paralysis, there is a specific demon about right. sleep paralysis. So I might just cover stories on that demon one day. Okay. I think I'm butchering the explanation of this. I think I know what you mean. And then you, why people. Right. Might I might go into like how sleep paralysis comes to be and where this demon might come from. And then I might do some more stories in the future because sleep paralysis is just, is just super interesting. And the science behind it too. So that would be cool. Yeah. So this is just ones that I found right out of Reddit and I didn't really categorize okay or i didn't i didn't have any bias on these yep so the first one and they're all pretty quick so i wanted to get a couple in um the first one says i have recurrent isolated sleep paralysis i have these episodes very often and honestly they're terrifying mostly or most of the time i see these seven foot tall cloaked figures oh God. that sway and chant oh god one of the worst ones that springs to mind is when i woke up Obviously couldn't move my eyes, and I had crushing weight on my chest, and I could hear noises downstairs in the kitchen. I then heard footsteps slowly coming up the stairs, oh my God. and they stopped for a second, 
And then I heard something absolutely gunning it down the hallway towards my room and slam into the bedroom door. And then silence after that. Why did you tell me they start better and then end worse? Because now I'm terrified. It's a mix and match. Uh, I guess a... I never think about it as like you could hear a burglar in your house. or. Well, that's what I liked about so most of these stories that I picked. They're not just the usual like I felt something standing over me. It's like, oh, I heard something downstairs in the kitchen and then something ran into my door. And you can't move your body. I mean, that's the ultimate terror. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these, I realized there was a lot of really, I did not cover these stories at all, but... There's a lot of people who think that someone actually broke into their house and is actually stealing stuff around. Like they see like a burglar in their home taking all of their shit and then they wake up and none of their I stuff is stolen. Your brain is like trying to come up with the scariest possible. Maybe or like maybe you, in your sub psyche, maybe you hear a sound and your brain while asleep tries to come up with a rational explanation. And instead of being like, oh, it's probably a, your cat. They're like, it's, it's probably this scary <laughs> right, man. Right. It's like, oh, someone someone came in and is going to kill me. <laughs> um, Another one. I am 42 and first had a nightmare about a terrifying witch at the age of 16. She kneels on my chest and stares into my face, slowly getting nearer and nearer. I am completely terrified and she wears a black cloak and hood. Her face is like a witch and evil generates from her and surrounds me from around her. Other times I can be lying on my stomach and she will creep her hand up the back of my head, down my face and hook her fingers under the top teeth and pull my head back. So I'm gonna, I'm going to lose my mind. This is terrible. Other times she will bite, sit on the bed, knock on the door, call my name, and generally scare the shit out of me. What is? Uh... So let's let's discuss. So I always thought up until this, and like obviously I'm not like an expert in sleep paralysis. I'm very lucky to have not had too many of those myself. Yeah. But I always experienced sleep paralysis, or I always kind of thought the stigma of it was someone stares at you but can't touch you. Kind of like a haunted house where they're paid to, I like, see, scare yeah. you but not actually interact with right. you. Right, so they come closer to your face but can't, like... Right, I didn't know that these things were, like, coming up and touching you. That makes it significantly worse. Like, pulling your head and you can't move. Well, one thing yeah. that actually that reminds me of is when you're lucid dreaming, because I've been researching this a lot, you can... Your brain creates f sensation so like when i hit the ceiling like i felt it on my back right. and like i was brushing the ceiling <sighs> and like there were window panes and i was like brushing window panes like your right. brain literally invents that so it makes sense that if you're <sighs> sleeping that your brain can like create sensations right. oh that's terrible oh gross also like i imagine like you always think like if you're hiding under a blanket you know maybe you're safer like it's that weird childhood yeah. thought but this person was face down into the pillows. Like, there's oh. no way this thing should be able to interact with your face. And it literally reached under You're your like pillow hiding. and yanked your head up. Oh, my God. Ugh, no thanks. Uh. All right, the next one. I woke... <laughs> okay, no thanks. Anyway. Okay, okay moving on. Next. Um, I woke up this morning with all the blood drained from my hands and arms. I tried to move them, but there was no bones left, and it was just my skin. I tried to get out of bed, and the skin from my left arm got caught on the corner of my bed frame and ripped my <gasps> left arm off clean. So Whoa! that's sleep paralysis, too. Like, way fucked up and didn't even involve a demon. You're like, you're your own Worst nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine just thinking you're awake and then your arm just ripping the fuck off? This heated blanket is not helping me right now. I'm like... Can you imagine just igniting into flames? Oh, my God. I'm chilled to my core. But truly, like... I can't I can't imagine lying in bed and thinking I'm awake and then my I just don't have bones anymore. Like what kind of fucked up psyches do we have that this is what our brains invent? 
I really hope that every like there was only one really fucked up person who thought like that, and then everyone has just heard that story and absorbed it into their and brain, like wow, and then that's terrifying, right? Yeah, I mean that was the whole story. That was just like oh, fucking hell. What's the most fucked up? I mean that's very sleep paralysis. Up. And I again because I'm stupid and don't really understand sleep paralysis entirely. I assumed a demon was always involved or a black shadow figure, but this is like oh yeah, my arms just ripped themselves right, off. Right. It's just Wild. like pure horror. Anything's possible. I guess so. Pure horror. That is what yeah. it is. Okay, this one says, I opened my eyes in bed and looked straight into the eyes of an extremely pale-skinned guy who was hovering two feet above me parallel to my body. Deadpan face, black eyes. Suddenly he smiled, but the smile kept getting wider until it was literally to his ears. Then he put his hands on my chest in a CPR-like fashion and pushed his way through my chest, crushing everything along the way. Woke up swinging and gasping, and that was just awful. I'm going to throw up. That is... So someone floating parallel to you with a deadpan face and then a creepy-ass smile, and then they break through your chest and with their hands. eyes. I think what's oh, what scares me about that, too, is that I've always told myself, I know it's not true, but I've always told myself that if I have sleep paralysis... I just can close my eyes and ignore it. Because the one time I right. did have sleep paralysis, I just shut my eyes and was like, I'm going to wait. My go-to is just pray. Just like close your eyes and pray. Pray like I'm the most devout person on earth. And so yeah. I thought, oh, maybe you don't have to see whatever is happening in the room. But if you open your eyes and you just see that right in front of you, you have no choice. You have no choice at all. Oh, my God. You can't hide. I mean, there's I mean, there's nothing scarier than them being able to touch you while staring at you and you can't close and your you eyes. you can't move. Like, you just have to keep the eye contact. That's forced eye contact to the extreme. <laughs> well, yeah. Wow. Okay, so this one's longer, and I don't remember copy and pasting this in, so we're all going to go on a little Let's trip together. Let's go on a journey. I experience it quite often, and th this is them all answering, you know, your tell us your sleep paralysis story, so blah, blah, blah. I experience it quite often, maybe once a month or so, and I've seen and felt all the usual things. Tall, dark figures pressing on my chest, being shot. Didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> you know the usual. <laughs> uh, can't move my body, trying to scream, but nothing coming out. First time I remember it happening, I was 12 and staying at a friend's house and didn't think much of it aside from having a bad dream. The last time, though, was the most intense and left me unable to sleep for a week, and I had to take time off work. <gasps> I was laying there in bed and out of conscious. Oh, I was lying there in and out of conscious for an hour or two because I had a headache. Guess I passed out and then sleep paralysis kicked in. Oh, my God. I felt and saw myself being dragged into the bathroom and thrown into a bathtub full of bloody water. Oh! I would wake up and crawl back to my bed and hide under the covers. Good plan. And everything was so vivid and lifelike, I thought I was actually awake. I could look out at the alarm clock, though. And the time never changed. Oh, and then the same dark figure that looked like the girl from the ring oh, God. would come back and drag me out of the bed and throw me back into the bloody tub. I could see the scratches on my legs from her nails and I could hear her calling my name over and over again. I woke up at 5 a.m. when the upstairs people were banging on my door. I was choking when I woke up because my throat was so dry. And the upstairs people said they could hear me banging and screaming and were freaking out. Oh, my God. I turned my bedroom light on and all my pillows and blankets were on the floor and my bedside table had been knocked over. I also apparently had a nosebleed while I was asleep because there was dried blood <gasps> and on my pillow and face. Oh, my God. That is even scarier because, once again, I don't understand what sleep paralysis is. And, again, not only did I think there was at least a shadow figure and they couldn't touch you. But I thought for sure you didn't leave your bed or they weren't able to, like, rip you out of it. And right. 
there was blood and scratches everywhere. And when you woke up, your entire room was upside down. Oh, blood on the pillow. Oh, blood on the pillow. I mean, either she's punching herself in the face or like there's definitely something trying to attack her. Well, or she that was part of what instigated the dream subconsciously oh see i'm already i'm ready no you're like like, there was a ghost are swinging (laughs) (laughs) or she hit herself it sounds like she was banging well i remember having a sleep paralysis dream when i was younger i had one where i flew around and i went all the although in hindsight i don't know if it was dreaming yeah lucid dreaming sorry i had i don't know if it was a lucid dream or if i was astral projecting i don't really understand the difference between the two it felt out of body yeah i remember the entire thing and I remember leaving my bed, flying downstairs into the kitchen and kind of doing a little lap around the kitchen and then going back up to my bed. And I remember the whole thing and it was awesome. And then there's a second quote dream where I remember waking up and seeing some, this is my personal story, uh, the closest thing I've had. I remember waking up and feeling something in my bedroom and I feel something like, I not that something grabbed my head, but I remember not being able to control my own head rising. Oh, it was almost like it was like telepathically it? being moved. Okay, and then it slammed down like someone slammed my face back down on the bed. But I was in a bunk bed, and it hit the the <gasps> banister or the railing. And so when I woke up the next day, I had a massive bruise on my face, and no one believed me that I like bashed my own face into the oh bed. Oh my god! But I had no control of it. So mate, I guess. My, this all stemmed from me thinking about her bloody nose. I'm like, maybe someone bashed her head into the, into the nightstand. Also, maybe she just maybe, like had a nose Maybe bleed. it's sleep paralysis. <laughs> I just want my story to be valid from like well, 1995. It's, it's terrifying. I mean, it's just as terrifying, even if it's subconscious. I mean, for all I know, I just really just threw my own head into the bed. But I remember like not being able to control my head and it getting slammed down. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I just wanted, I just wanted to tell my own story. Could you tell? Well, that's what this whole podcast is. (laughs) We just want to talk about ourselves. Uh, The next one. uh, I talked about it a few months ago in another thread. Fortunately, it only happened to me once. Sleep paralysis. I was about 14 and dealing with insomnia, so my mom let me stay at home that day. I was taking a nap in the middle of the afternoon, and I woke up and started hearing my china dolls speaking and children laughing. Oh, no. I was trying to get up, but there were two hands preventing my head from doing so. So two little hands were holding her head down. Wait, doll head hands? I don't know, but oh. hands in general. <laughs> two little hands. Oh. <laughs> you made me little made hands. Thinking like porcelain dolls. And then she woke up with an ocular migraine. Oh. Woof. Yikes. This, I mean, I don't want to blaze past that. That's really just terrible, terrible. to hear children singing and laughing. And your dolls are like suddenly animate. <sighs> the worst toy story i hope she threw those away <laughs> so the next one is i woke up paralyzed but still breathing which made me feel slightly better um <laughs> oh, then a, a horrifying black demon uh-huh. looking uh, a horrifying black demon looking thing glided into my room it was vaguely humanoid with oddly stretched and pointed limbs and its face looked just like the aliens from the movie alien <laughs> um it was pure glossy black i didn't know shadow figures could be glossy me neither and I could see it glide in from the light coming from the slightly ajar door. But then it slid all the way to the pitch darkness of the other side of the room, and I couldn't see it anymore. Then I regained control of my limbs. It was terrible. Yikes. I think the thing that really caught me on that one was the fact that it was glossy. That I did not see coming. I actually listened to an episode about shadow people once, and I did hear some people see them as shine, like shiny. almost. Really? Yeah. Now, mm. that, now that you mentioned that. But I think, yeah, usually it's not like that. But I think what creeps me out is like the elongated pointed limbs. Yeah. Ugh. Um, Terrible. 
Uh, This one's a quick one, but someone said, uh, I fell asleep one night and then I felt something slide up on my body. (sighs) Then like as if plunging into a cold pool, my control and rational understanding of the situation flees. And I realize with absolute certainty there is a witch in my room. Holy shit. And she slithers up on my chest, locking her mouth over mine. Oh, my God. I desperately try to wriggle out, but I can't move and I can feel her sucking the breath out of my lungs. It's that I mean that's the whole story. It's cute. Okay, imagine sleep paralysis. Then imagine a demon. Then imagine it slithering out from under your bed sheets. And on then imagine and then imagine it going mouth to mouth on you. And you sucking out your breath. <sighs> it's not even like making out with you. It's just like pulling the air out of you. It's lungs. just terrible, is what it is. Ugh. This one I thought was just gross, but <laughs> hang in there. I think it's like funny gross. I don't know if this was sleep paralysis or night terrors, but for maybe a year when I was seven or eight, I had these awful dreams. Uh, that door's definitely opening a little by itself. Oh, because it's a juniper. Oh, my oh. God. Why do they know? They know when to do that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not kidding. That door's opening for sure. I just saw a little white paw. Oh. Okay. I don't know if this was sleep paralysis or night terrors, but for a year I had these awful dreams. They were about my life-size Barbie doll. Oh, I hated those. I would have dreams where I felt awake, but I was asleep and the doll was terrorizing me. The worst one I can remember was us on the floor and she was crawling toward me with this huge angry smile and I wanted to get up and move away, but I couldn't. I'm 19 now, so I don't remember a lot of them. I just know that it went on for a while and my dad was worried because I'd be screaming in my sleep. They stopped when we got rid of the doll. Yikes. Okay, I my first sleepover ever at my best friend Maria's house and I kept waking up and having these like night terrors about her life-size Barbie doll and I was so jealous of it during the day. <sighs> I had to go wake her mom up and she had to put it in the closet and lock the closet cuz I was so terrified of that stupid doll. It was like four and a half feet tall. <laughs> it's like taller than me. Yikes. They're scary. They really are. I mean, there really should not be anything that looks so close to a human and be considered life-size. And keep in your child's bedroom? Right. No, Can you imagine you. a life-size Furby? okay that would be the end of it you mean like human-sized oh uh, yes okay like a clifford furby oh <laughs> clifford furby it could eat you it could eat you it could a furby i'm just a, that big i imagine it would i would at least dream as a five-year-old it was gonna eat me oh absolutely plus it would know all the Probably. government secrets i mean there's a lot of things to worry the about FBI <laughs> would not be on board with a giant furby Oh, there's a Hi, juniper. Wow. Do you want to hear some scary stories? Cuddle with mama. Yay. Oh, such a baby. Sweet boy. Okay. This one got me good. Okay. A couple months ago, I had fallen asleep with my back to the ceiling. So again, hiding I'm your just, face in the pillow. Well, usually they say lying on your back makes it more likely to happen. So this is terrifying me that people on their stomach are Right. It. <laughs> there's no, there's no safe way to sleep. You can't win. The this episode started with my door creaking open and a creature coming in and putting all of its weight on me. It then told me not to move or it would kill me. Oh my god. And it began to lick the <gasps> rim of my ear with a forked tongue. Right after that I was able to move and the episode was over. I've never been so terrified in my life. I have chills. Just some like, anyone's tongue licking the rim of your ear let's absolutely start there absolutely not second of all the tongue is forked third of all the person said don't move or i'll kill you fourth of all you feel the weight of this demon and on you, you cannot move and you can't move Fuck. you just have to just deal with your ear getting licked just gotta wait it out Whew. um i'm pretty sure this was my favorite one okay that i'm gonna read to you 
I'd fallen asleep hugging my husband's back. Aw. Aw. Big spoon. You can't win. I told you. No sleeping. You're right. No sleeping is safe. <laughs> no, no spooning is safe. No. When I woke up, quote, woke up, his face was the wrong way around. Ah, stop it. So she's big spooning him and his face is facing her. Stop it. And the face changed into that of a demon's and one that is screaming at me. Fuck. So imagine a screaming... You're spooning a screaming demon. And it's staring right in front of your face. There were shadow people hanging on the wall behind him. Oh. Hanging on the wall behind oh. him. Oh, gross. I was paralyzed in the position hugging him. All I could do was scream and do my methods to try and wake myself up. But it didn't work. The worst part is that she like knows what she's like. Well, I mean, not that she knows what's happening, but like... She knows she's trying to get awake. She, she knows she's not awake. So like try and wake herself up and they're not working. Imagine imagine all of that, but especially like you're also extra not alone because there's several shadow people hanging on the walls behind you like as witnesses right. to this. I also just realized that was very heteronormative. I did not realize. I did not know if that was a woman or not. I just oh, said she. Oh, I that was horrible of me too cuz I also assumed it was a woman. Yes. That is not appropriate on either Sleep of our ends. Sleep paralysis is for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> wait even put that on a shirt someone someone make a shirt that says that and it has a rainbow yeah <laughs> reading the rainbow. lgbt flag on fire no that's not good that's no. not good M. i didn't mean it like that. i didn't say that i, I want to be clear that was i M. meant like the devil not oh jesus not this is not helping okay let's move on at least you're part of the i'm not even thank god i we all know what i'm trying to say but we also know what's coming out and it's not the same thing Reading rainbow. That's what Fired I meant. It. I didn't even mean like LGBT, and then I was like, "Oh, that actually fits really well." I meant like the more you know. I meant more like equality, but oh yeah, keep explaining it. I want to <laughs> I I hear more. <laughs> uh, let's just go back to the time where we said sleep paralysis is for everyone, and then we just stopped talking. <laughs> Can that be our just, last words the on show Earth? Just ended. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, there are I think three left. Okay. The worst experience for me was being able to see through my walls as well as seeing myself in the bed laying down. So it's like... You'd think that'd be cool, but it sounds like this is going to be terrible. It's like horrible astral you projection. Can like x-ray vision. Right. So they can see themselves and they can see through the walls. And I'm looking at a shadow-like figure slowly creeping to my room's entrance in the hallway. Oh, so they can see it they through can the wall. Oh, yeah, God, it's, oh, like, it's like The Sims, you know? <laughs> you can yeah. see things in other rooms coming into other rooms. You can see Chauncey. Chauncey Bliss is just parading down the hallway. All the while, I could hear a buzzing noise that would make me feel more fear as if it slowly approached me. As it slowly approached me. So they're hearing this noise that's getting closer and closer. That coupled with my body shivering as I try to tell myself it's not real and slowed on my heartbeat to force myself to wake up. This time in particular, it took me longer than usual to wake up. So everything around me felt like a blur and I could see a figure in the corner of my room as I was waking up. It slowly creeps up to my bed and all of a sudden it reaches towards me and it felt like I had a huge force pushing down on me trying to suffocate me. And the whole time the noise was louder than ever. So I mean, it's like the the being itself made an had some sort of pitch or frequency that oh, the closer it got, got louder. Yeah. I mean, this is like a horror movie director should go on this subreddit and be like, wow, this is truly the most terrible thing. I mean, this is a goldmine for movie yes, scripts. You'd think so? That buzzing noise? Yeesh. Ugh. Um, so this one is, I just happened, to, oh, this just happened to me a couple weeks ago. A small child... Uh, here we go. Oh, a fuck. small child hand. Oh God, no! Came out from under my bed, followed by his head. No eyes, no nose, just three weird slits for a mouth. 
Stop it, Em. He looked at me for a second and then whispered, I can only see the scariest things. He then stood up and started violently pounding on the side of my bed. All I could do was lay there and sort of moan. I heard my roommate wake up and he seemed he seemed to wake up as well because he jumped to the end of my bed and sort of crouched down staring at the door. So like he could kind of see something going on too, maybe? My roommate came in and my into my room to see what was going on. Oh no, as the I f- kid crouched on the bed. Oh the kid yeah. crouched. Oh, like crouched because the roommate like the was coming. coming. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. That's some dear David nonsense. I, literally the whole time I was thinking that. My roommate came in my room to see what was going on as I fully woke up and I could see the kid slither back under my bed out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like covered in Oh my god, right can now. you imagine this little baby without eyes or a nose, but three slits for a mouth. It says I can only see the scariest things. Apparently didn't want to see the roommate. Fuck. And crouching, like no intelligently knowing that it needs to hide. Ugh, knowing its intent to scare. This one I'm confused by, but I liked it. <laughs> okay. It had a lot of things going on. It was all about uh there's a, a a gender neutral aspect to it. Also, this writer seems to be team wine at the end. <laughs> okay, um, let's go. Maybe they're a listener. Maybe. What can you imagine how trippy that would be if we read somebody who's listening? Right on in if this is your story. So the last story I have is I would often see a genderless being in my room. I named it Z it, uh, because apparently this is the part I don't understand in parentheses. I named it Z. It would text me sometimes and would often type the letter Z at the end and what? would only grace me with its presence when I was at my lowest. So I wonder if you're getting like texts in your dream in your dream or like in real life. What if you got texts the night of and you're like, who's that? Like oh. if you got all these weird mysterious mysterious texts and then you had sleep paralysis and they're like, like it was warning you it was me all along okay, i don't know maybe there's a ghost texting you who knows um <laughs> or maybe it's an x who knows? <laughs> or maybe it's a z oh man z had flowing long dark hair eyes seemed blurred no mouth one horn on the side of its head forget it usually didn't have a lower body dressed in rags that were quite pleasing to look at so z's a fashionista what a compliment that's fine uh my most terrifying encounter was my first encounter and i woke up paralyzed in my field of vision so like couldn't move your eyes either like you could only see one thing and everything was absolutely normal nothing out of place aside from z contorted around my desk chair okay no i looked at him or I'm saying him. It's but the ri- it was specified the as writer, a genderless being. The writer is using it, and I'm I don't like that. No, you got to say it. It makes it so much creepier. Okay. Um, I looked at it, being Z, and it looked back. A moment later, it glitched and floated one foot above the floor, contorting its body towards me. Okay. As soon as it and as soon as it reached my face, I felt myself fading out of my own room. Ew. Like fading into like an abyss, maybe. So okay, let's let's regather here. Z is contorted around a desk chair. Okay. Then glitches and is floating a foot above the floor, floating towards her okay. while also con- while contorting again. Okay. Just all bad. Okay. Um. Then she's fading out of the abyss. Okay. And then I awoke in a dreamlike realm where everything was white and blank. It was like being in a universe where nothing existed other than my conscience. I had no body. I was just a thought. 
I felt like I was there for an hour or so, and this was my first ever lucid dream. Oh, Over- see, it ha- like you can enter lucid dreaming that way, which so why weird. would you want to do that? Yeah, especially that way with Z contorted around a chair Terrible. floating at you. This is my first lucid dream. Over the years, I was able to control these dreams and create and destroy whatever I wanted. And I felt like a god. Nothing was impossible. I stopped having these dreams when I became an adult and grew out of my grew out of my depression. I don't know if I agree with that, but I mean, maybe they felt like they grew as a maybe no longer just yeah, suffered from symptoms. Grew out of a pro- okay, I, I don't know. Anyway, Ben says I think of Z often, and then at the end it says, "Sorry about the errors. I'm hungover on vacation. It's eight a.m. and I really need some water." <laughs> god so uh freaky freaky stuff i can't imagine anyone contorting around anything near me and me feeling safe no and then going into this white abyss i'd be safer there though i feel like right but there's actually there's a psychology question of if you were in a room that had no walls no doors nothing it was just a white endless room and there was nothing but you how would you feel and apparently the answer to that is um the answer to how you feel about death what that's supposed to be like it's like a psychology question to figure out how you feel about death. Oh, you should have asked me first so I would have known. So you wouldn't have been primed. Yeah. I'll ask a different one. Um, okay. Well, now I still know what the... No, oh, it's not oh. about death. It's, not okay, a, it's okay. a different thing. Um, so how... What is your favorite color? Um, I don't know. Don't overthink it. Yellow. Okay. Why, and give three descriptive reasons. So not, not because it looks good on you, but because it's like bold I mean, it or because it's... it doesn't look good on me. <laughs> um, because it's... Uh, it's associated with happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it brightens up a room, and um, it is the color of daytime. Sure, I'll go with the first two. Those are so. If you ask that question, okay. So I'm going to do another one then. What, what is your favorite animal? And then three reasons why. Um, an elephant. Okay. Because they're deeply empathetic and they are very like very intelligent animals and they're very like close-knit in their own communities so the how you feel about an animal is how you see yourself <laughs> which okay. is i would say you uh, you would agree with <laughs> all those things about yourself no it's just like how like it it gets you to actually say things about yourself that you like okay. without actually oh, well, realizing you're kind of a yourself. nice thing and then the color is how you want people to see you oh my goodness that is trippy yeah i got a lot of those we can play that game forever. <laughs> so, Whoa! Yeah, but so the 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 white endless room and there's nothing to do, no way to get out. How do you feel? That's supposed to be sheer terror. Okay. Could, some people will say terror. Some people will say at peace, like, like opportunity. I'm, or I'm relieved, oh, or wow. there's nothing keeping. There's nothing I have to do. You know. Finally, don't have to go to the bank, <laughs> the bank first thing in the morning. No banks. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My loans aren't there. Meanwhile, anymore. I'm like no office, no charmed, <laughs> no top model. What am I going to do? Oh, I thought you meant like the work. Like, oh, <laughs> it's like no work. No but top yeah. model. Oh my god. But yeah, so that's there's a bunch of questions like oh that. Oh my so. god, mm-hmm. that is wild. Well, I guess you guys all got a little glimpse into my persona <laughs> or like wannabe persona. Anyway, that's kind of a fun game. For, yeah, for people to play too. It's a good game. I hope you guys played along. I hope so too. My mom actually, I would you would think I learned that from like college, but my mom actually taught me that because she was part of like a I don't know if it was an internship or a senior sem or something like that, but in college she had to do she had to go volunteer and I think she was in a psych class and they were given this list of questions to ask, wow. but she had to go volunteer at a prison and they had to go ask the prisoners wow. these questions. And I think they were like some really like some of the the 
criminals who had done some actually like really intense like murders and and rapes and things like that so really intense crimes and all of their answers were pretty wild especially when you looked at their um like if they were in solitary confinement and like how the how the brain changed how do you feel about an empty room where you have nothing if you're in solitary confinement like pretty fucking terrible i would imagine it's also creepy because some of the murderers apparently one of the most popular favorite colors was beige beige and it was because it blends in and nobody notices it and nobody thinks about Fuck it it's that. it's weird because they don't realize they're describing themselves but Fuck that so hard isn't it wild yick yeah so thank you linda for that little party trick linda woof yeah. yep oh she is full of surprises that lady <laughs> <laughs> look there's nothing she can't do and there's nothing she hasn't done oh so my god wow Okay, that was, was that it? That was it. Holy crap, this is a wild ride. I'm st- I still have goosebumps <laughs> from like before we played this game. Anyway, bye Christine, good night. <laughs> I'm sleeping here alone tonight because Blaze is at work, so that's fantastic. Yikes. Thank you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure, you know, it'll work in your garden. Um, They have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac. And so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni. Literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, <laughs> well... Moving on to murder. You know, something lighter. Something light, something easy, easy breezy. Um, I'm real quick. So, 
Allie got me this sparkling wine from Portland. Oh, you mean this barrel that's on our it table right now? a 32-ounce can. It's called a crowler. Like, instead of a growler, it's like a canned growler. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so, and then she's like, well, I was like, I'm going to drink. And she's like, well, you have to drink it all at one in one sitting because... It goes bad? Uh, yeah, because it's sparkling, and so you just have to drink it all. So I was like, well, that's a bummer. So here I am. You can hear... Really it. bummed out. Very effervescent. Very can... effervescent. Um... I came upstairs to uh, start recording and I see Christine behind me with her <laughs> quote crowler and she's got an empty cup and I'm like, Hey, are you, how are you doing? And she was like, let's fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, Christine's in a good mood today. I'm still in my pajamas. I have not left the house today. <laughs> this whole house has been the laziest house we today. We have been and Blaze is at work, but we are the laziest. I think Blaze thinks you guys are being really uh, active yeah, and energetic probably. today. I came to the house to record and christine alex and Allie are all in their pajamas <laughs> and barely have done anything there's no lights turned on no, and i went downstairs it was pitch dark out there i was like turn on some fucking lights man everyone's just having a relaxing day that's uh, good today was my day to like prepare notes for next week so i've i did spend six hours on notes but i was a hermit like in my bed right. doing that so i feel like even i was technically productive but i didn't leave the house today so gotcha let's fucking party all right, let's fucking party with your 32 <laughs> ounces that you're not sharing with anyone because Eva's not here. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, who you want some? I'll happily share it. All right. Okay. Tell me a tale. Tell me a tall tale. This is a tall tale indeed. So this is the story of J. Frank Hickey, the postcard killer. The postcard killer. Dun, dun, dun. So thank you to big props to Wikipedia for... <laughs> what up, Wiki? A lot of this information, <laughs> which to be fair, I think Emma and I, at least me, probably you sometimes like generally across the board thank you to wikipedia for oh a thousand percent i donate every time (laughs) i was gonna say i started donating because i'm like god i use this so much um so thank you to wikipedia because this is kind of an old-timey story so murderpedia and wikipedia were my my friends um there's not too much information out there so john frank hickey he was born in Lowell, Massachusetts, okay. to Irish immigrants on October 29th, 1865. So we're in the 1800s. All right. I can get around that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can grasp that. I can grasp that one. What was last week? Five, 1560. 15... Oh, I'm still Bathory. trying to process it. <laughs> so one of the facts about him is that he was baptized Roman Catholic at St. Patrick's Church, which was only two blocks from his parents' house. Oh, good to know. I'm like, why in the world is that in there but then i was like it is kind of weird that he was baptized roman catholic even though he was born to irish immigrants right because like irish catholicism is different it doesn't matter doesn't matter um i mean anything you say is currently going to be better than me literally saying the rainbow flag on fire i literally i'm still thinking about it and it's something i'm going to cringe about for the next like eight years when i'm trying to go to sleep to be fair you are a member of the lgbt community you're you're you, i just meant i don't even know i'm you gonna didn't mean anything Ugh, i hate myself just don't worry you could royally fuck this I'm up so and i'm so happy i didn't say it i feel like we should just like have an award at the end of every episode of who said the worst thing <laughs> <laughs> i think this time i won i think maybe you won i think i won yeah and i'm really proud of you thank you <sighs> okay so anyway he's catholic um he later claimed to have been physically abused by his father but this information only came to light after his arrest for murder so it's unclear whether there's truth to the statement got um, it and not to say, not to make light of physical abuse of a child, but it was right. something where people who've studied him have kind of doubted whether or not that was true. Got it. I hear you. 
Um, so in his early teens, Hickey joined Lowell's first congregational church uh, and became an official of the Lowell YMCA and the Christian Endeavor. Mm. So this guy's just like in his religious community on top of it. Um, he was he worked at the YMCA. When he was 18, uh, he got a job at a pharmacy called the McGibbons Drugstore. Mm. And on September 1st, 1883, he called the police and he said he had found the pharmacist Edwin W. Morey dead on the floor. Ooh, Maury on the floory. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> um, so Hickey claimed that Maury had been despondent for some time due to his troubles with alcoholism and that uh, he, that Hickey, had been trying to help him regain sobriety uh, and then he had found him on the floor. Gotcha. Uh, the doctor believed that Maury had taken poison, so they pumped his stomach, so mm. they thought he had uh, was trying to take his own life. Um, and at midnight, he showed some signs of life, but ultimately he died uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning. And it wasn't until years later that Hickey admitted to having murdered Maury with laudanum because he was drunk. Wow, okay. And he said he was afraid that if their employer had found Maury intoxicated, that he would fire both of them. So mm. he's like, well, you're a drunk idiot. I don't want to lose my job, so I'm going to fucking poison you. Oh, I Oh, okay. And like just didn't get caught for that so i mean in the 1880s you really can't get away with much well and if he's like wow he had such troubles with alcoholism he's like a teenager this guy and then they find poison in his system it's like maybe he was trying to right you know take his own life i don't know it's it's like the century of hearsay i think yes (laughs) (laughs) it's really not much proof it's just hearsay left and right take a little swig i need it it gets worse okay good Hickey applied for and received membership in Lowell, Lowell's William North Masonic Lodge in 1887. Ooh, okay. After listing his occupation as secretary of the YMCA. Mm. That's why I kind of mentioned that he got a job at the YMCA. He was not the secretary of the YMCA, but he put that on his resume to get himself into the Masonic Lodge. I hear you. In 1889, he became a master mason. So I looked into this. Um, there are three degrees or levels of membership. You know about this? I know all okay. about the masons. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I figured you would. So there's the entered apprentice, the fellow craft, and master mason, which is like a fully qualified Freemason. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he became that in 1889. And although his biographer, Vance McLaughlin, describes him as having, quote, quit the Masons in June 1895, the actual Masonic records tell a different story, which is that in March 1895, Hickey was arrested in Lowell, Massachusetts, for stealing 20 gallons of alcohol from his employer. 20 gallons and oh my god <laughs> is it christine in a past life i, I think took so 20 crowlers home. <laughs> um so he was arrested for stealing t- i mean that's not very subtle no but i mean also neither was sipping on that crowler no that was kind of really unwieldy Can you imagine if you i know this is like such a stretch but this is exactly where my brain just decided to fart right out yeah can you imagine in the 1800s let's say that was the past you sure and you collected enough alcohol this has nothing to do with your story by the way i'm about to totally just take a left yeah let's go let's say i jumped on board (laughs) i ditched my story in the 1800s you like stole enough alcohol Uh that then you die and then are reincarnated into like someone in the family and the alcohol is still there and like you like saved up enough stockpiled alcohol to continue drinking into the next life so like when uh little kids are born and they're like i'm 
grandpa so-and-so yeah and it's like oh grandpa so-and-so stored so much whiskey in the floorboards right and only that little uh-huh. child knows about it it's like and then imagine that little child with the whiskey being like that is I a knew, drunk five-year-old i knew i would need this <laughs> in the next life thanks past me oh my goodness what do you th- do you think you would uh stockpile wine for your future self I think I would stockpile wine and I wouldn't be very good at it and it would all be gone by the time. Right. You would, your, your future self would just like open up like the safe where it should be and there'd just be a bunch of empty empty. bottles. You'd be like, damn it. Damn it. Old me. I should have known. Yeah. Cause I mean, I try to do that now where I'm like, I'll just buy enough for like a few months and then not months, a few weeks. And then (laughs) I'm like, who am I kidding? A few weeks and then just no. Oh man. Anyway, I know that was such a left turn, but it's where my brain went, and I wanted to make sure other people were aware of my thought process. Well, a fun thing happened where I set this down, and it got wet with my crowler drink, <gasps> so now I'm going to have to try and read this. Oh, that is blurry. Because it's two-sided paper, or double-sided printing. It's going to be a choose-your-own-adventure, really. Oh, God. Okay. Just guess the Here words. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was arrested for stealing, okay, 20 gallons of alcohol from his employer. In response, the gr- which... Okay, I'm not going to derail again. I was going to say, I wonder if he still works at the YMCA, because that would be really funny. Let's Um, start with, I'm not going to derail again as I derail. (laughs) In response, the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts ruled Hickey, quote, a liar and profane, Mm. and expelled him from all the rights and privileges of Freemasonry on June 12th, 1895. Wow. So he was out of there. Out of there, man. In 18... Oh, is that a clown car? Holy shit. <laughs> it's like such That's a my weird... ride. <laughs> oh, sorry. Have you sorry, go? some friends from college. Uh, we've got in touch. <laughs> some good friends from <laughs> We're going out for drinks tonight. Lord. In 1896, Hickey left Lowell, Massachusetts and would never live there again. Between then and 1902, he drifted, so that's six years, he drifted around Canada and the northeastern United States working various industrial jobs. On December 10th, 1902, he encountered, okay, this is where it just gets terrible. Glad we did our fun bantering. That was a good time. Eva, try to find a title name in that. Yeah, you're not going to find a fun title. Oh, great. From now on. Okay, good. Okay, so he encountered uh, an 11-year-old newspaper vendor named Michael R. Cruck. Michael offered to sell him a newspaper, and Hickey responded that he would purchase all of the newspapers if the boy would follow him into Central Park. Oh, this boy sounds like a murder victim. (sighs) When Michael followed him... Hickey strangled him and left his body with the newspaper bundle under his head. Oh, no. The coroner later examined the body, found no evidence of sexual assault, and the coroner's inquest ruled that Michael R. Crook met his death by being strangled by, quote, by some person or persons unknown to this jury. Mm. On December 12th, 1902, Michael Crook's body was released from the morgue and was buried at Brooklyn's Washington Jewish Cemetery. So Mm. at the time, they had no idea who had done it. Wow. On October 11th, 1911, seven-year-old Joey Joseph disappeared from the streets of Lackawanna, New York. After his father, an immigrant laborer, reported his son missing, police launched a full-scale search, but the boy had basically vanished into thin air, so they had really? no okay. clue where this kid was. Um, despite the assistance of the Buffalo Police Department, the investigation into his disappearance had almost no leads. They really had no idea where he could have gone. And then with two weeks later, um, after a fruitless search... The Lackawanna Police Department started receiving mysterious postcards. Oh, postcard killer. Got it. Yeah. Um, Some messages described the crime, uh, while others expressed an obviously false remorse. And on October 30th, 1911, a postcard was delivered to the chief of police reading, 
Joey Joseph will be found in the bottom of a water closet with three seats, back of the saloon near Doyle's on Ridge Road. A drunk, crazed brain done the deed, and remorse and sorrow for the parents is bringing results that will soon come to an end. The demon whiskey will then have one more victim, making four in all. Drag the closet with the three seats. Ooh. So that is how they found the body of Joey Joseph in the water closet behind the bar or whatever establishment Doyle's is. Wow. Um, So the case was sensationalized by the media because obviously this was like a crazy story. Right. This kid goes missing. There's postcards describing the crime. They're like, who the hell could this possibly be? Right. Um, A young psychiatrist named Nelson Kid Wilson. Kid Wilson. (laughs) It sounds like a a Western outlaw. It sounds like a cowboy. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. I've also, maybe that's, I'm primed for that because I've been researching for our Houston, or our Dallas and Houston shows. Me too. All these stories are all about cowboys. Cowboys everywhere. Wow. (laughs) Also the Sundance Kid. Right. True. Butch Cassidy. Nope. That's not a thing. I mean, it is a thing, but it's not. Right, Right. Right. Sundance Kid movie. That's what I was thinking of. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's why. <laughs> that's what I'm. I, I I was on board the whole time. I was like, "What do you mean that's not?" I'm like, "That's weird that I thought of Butch Cassidy." <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord. Okay, my brain is so full today. That's like me saying the Lone Ranger, and you're like, "Yeah, Tonto." Wait, that's not that's right. So that's strange right. that I came up with that. <laughs> Look at my little brain go. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at my little brain chugga chugging. Slowly but surely, <laughs> it'll get there eventually. Thank you. Oh, now there's confetti stuck to my paperwork. This it's is just getting worse. Out of control. Okay. So, anyway, Kid Wilson. There he is. There he is. Kicking down the saloon doors with his spurs. Truly. With two holsters. <laughs> That's guns. what I think when I think Texas. Two guns in his holsters. Basically, just give me the whole episode where Sandy Cheeks is explaining Texas to SpongeBob, and that's what I oh, imagine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Spinning the guns around. Okay. Kid Wilson published a detailed description of what the killer might be like. His profile was so close to the truth that the prosecution team later hired him. So that was kind of like a first, like this was so long ago. This was kind of the first insight into like profiling before it was actually used by, you know, the FBI and things like that. Very cool. Um, So they still had no leads. So the police decided to publish copies of the postcards in the newspaper and almost immediately, several people contacted authorities to say they recognized the handwriting <gasps> as that of an eccentric drunkard, quote unquote, and prolific correspondent named John Frank Hickey. Oh. So after his arrest, Hickey confessed to three murders and numerous sexual assaults of children. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. Along with Joey Joseph, he admitted to the 10-year-old or the 11-year-old boy, Michael Crook, in uh, New York City. And uh, he also admitted to killing 34-year-old Edwin Morey from the pharmacy, like, when he was 18. So, in addition to that, there were several sexual assaults um, that he had admitted to as well. Uh, Hickey later explained that on October 12, 1911, uh, he was employed as a steel plant supervisor in Lackawanna when he noticed 7-year-old Joey playing at his father's men's furnishing store. When Joey was making mud puddles with a friend in the street near his house, Hickey motioned to them to join him. Mm. He gave Joey a few pennies to buy candy for himself and his friend. And upon Joey's return, Hickey abruptly told his friend that it was time for him to go home, but that Joey should stay with him. (gasps) Oh, no. Hickey then took Joey by the hand, led him to an outhouse uh, behind a saloon on Ridge Road. He then strangled Joey... Uh, sexually molested him and then strangled him to death. Mm. 
He then dumped the boy's body into the outhouse pit where he later wrote postcards describing the location. And that's where they found him. Okay. So looking back at John Frank Hickey, um, he suffered with debilitating alcoholism. He was pretty straight-laced while sober, which is why a lot of people wouldn't have pointed finger a finger at him um, because he could kind of pull himself together when he wasn't drinking. Right. He had um, a clean act. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah, exactly. But when drunk, he confided to detectives. So I don't know if they got him drunk or like... Yeah, it sounds like they had to have like done shots with him in Let's the interrogation room. Yeah. Well, clearly they didn't have profiling back then. They didn't right. have a lot of things, things going on. a little different. Maybe they were like, let's get hammered while you tell us what's going on. And they were like, do you feel like tequila? I feel like tequila. <laughs> do you Let's feel like go. a crowler? I do. A crowler. Okay, so da, da, da. So when he was drunk, he confided to detectives that he harbored a secret sexual attraction for children. Oh, awesome. Most of his assaults were spontaneous. Um, he said when he was drinking rum, he couldn't control himself and that they weren't planned attacks, basically. He was just attacking kids. Yes. Oh, my God. While drunk. Ugh. Um, he was suspected of at least 12 other murders. Uh, during the two decades he roamed New England, dozens of children went missing or were found murdered. But at the same time, at least two other serial murders, Albert Fish and Peter Kudzanowski, were also active at the same time. So. Got it. That's terrible. Just the three of them fucking roaming. Yeah. I mean, this area. Yeah. And it doesn't even, at that point, you don't even know who everyone. Yeah. Who everyone's personal victims are. Exactly. Especially if they're not admitting to specifics and. <clears throat> Especially if you can't trust these people. I feel like so right. many times they're just like, yeah, I did that. And it's like, you couldn't have done that. Like, they just right. bullshit for <laughs> yeah. the sake of lying. Just to, like, mess around with yeah. their brains. Like, a, mm, like red herrings. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like I said, that guy, Vance McLaughlin, wrote a biography on him called The Postcard Killer. And there's this guy named Robert A. Waters who runs a blog called kidnappingmurderandmayhem.blogspot.com that i discovered all right and he described this biography said it was well written and presents a view of blue collar new england that is usually ignored which i thought was kind of interesting he said for instance among the working class in the victorian area era children in the northeast were required to work to help support the family mm. and many preteen boys sold newspapers for money to add to the family income funds. yeah income and they were constantly harassed by quote chicken hawks or child molesters who attempted to entice them into committing sex acts Mm. And these are the news. Bo the newsboys were um, like Hickey's type of victim, basically like vulnerable kids that were away from their parents. So Yikes. that was kind of um, a view, like something nobody has really covered too much of. Right. Um, especially because at the time they were working class and if they vanished, they vanished, you know. So somehow Hickey escaped the electric chair and instead he was convicted of second degree murder and sent to Auburn prison. Wow. Yeah. Which is wild because I feel like usually child murderers and rapists like right. How do you extreme? walk out of that? I don't know. Um, oh, actually, yes, I do know. <laughs> About to tell okay. you, I did know last night when I wrote these notes. Apparently, last de la Christine. I mean, listen, there's sparkling wine all over this paper. <laughs> <laughs> really struggling here. Okay, so when jurors were interviewed as to their curious verdict, as mm -hmm. in why the hell did you let him off so easy? Uh, one said, "Quote: Would you shoot a dog because he acts this way?" And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? But I guess they were saying the jury thought he was insane. Um, and so they were like, well, he's just so beyond help that like we can't. That it would be inhumane to yeah. kill someone because it is not. Yeah. They're not choosing to do this voluntarily. This right. is just within their like sick he's nature. He's basically like a rabid dog. Like he has no control. Which, first of all, I do think they probably would have shot a dog that had right. killed Especially children. in the 1880s. Yeah. Would you shoot a dog that has killed children and rapes children? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm guessing I just might. Stupid comment. 
So yeah, um, that's that's weird. That's just the kind of thought process. But at the same time, they thought he was uh, too dangerous to be placed in a mental institution where he might escape or be released. So the second degree murder conviction kind of was like a purgatory, like kept sure. him locked up, but didn't end like his a life. gray spot for him. Yeah, yeah. And so that kept him locked up until he died on May eighth, nineteen twenty two, at the age of fifty six. Yowza. And that is his terrible, terrible story. Wow. And did we have a horoscope for him? Yeah, I have a horror horoscope. Horoscope. Um, and I usually don't do them because if they're because I don't want to make light. You know, I don't want to seem like I'm making light, but I I'm not trying to make light. But this is he's a Scorpio. Wow. So I was like, maybe I'll do a geoscope, and I'm like, well, they cover both bases. <laughs> so. This there you is go. A horoscope. It's a it's a full circle at this point. Horoscope for Scorpios. Scorpio a horror Scorpioscope. Correct. Got it. You did it. How strong are your passwords, Scorpio? We know you're the zodiac's most hawkish sign, but this weekend, <laughs> amen. <laughs> you're like that. I'm like, if good that job. Ain't right, yes. I yes. don't know what is. <laughs> but this weekend, as stern Saturn wags a finger at Messenger Mercury, you might want to add a couple more characters to those secret codes. Take extra care with anything you put into writing. Like an I love you note, Gio. Or like a postcard that you oh, mail to the post. wow. Twofold. Well done, you. Wild times. All right. And so, I don't know. I don't know if anyone even enjoys those, but <laughs> if anyone has ideas for other things they want me to do, I never know if I'm, like, bordering on, like, inappropriate with those or if they're actually entertaining or not. I'm know. entertained, but I'm also, like, probably <laughs> Thank you. really fucked up in Thank the head. You. <laughs> Who knows? um so yeah if anyone has any other things they are interested in just shoot me a message you could just start doing plain old geo journal entries that's true that today would... i ate three french fries oh, it was God. almost as good as the day i ate four french fries <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow i ghost write his journal french. can you tell <laughs> i was gonna say this sounds like more like your diary wait one day when we have a book deal can we have the uh, uh can we just do a geo journal <laughs> Ooh. That'd be pretty fun. I love that Just idea. Just dirty paw prints everywhere and French fry grease. Mom spilled wine on me again. <laughs> so I pretended sad. I didn't like it, but I licked it off when she wasn't looking. <laughs> so sad. Aw, baby G. A geo journal could be fun. And then a Junie journal. Look at look at little baby Junie seeping. He is really, really sweet. Oh. With the Ouija pillow. He's all cuddled up. Yeah, so that's that. Did you get that. another pillow? No, I've had those forever. Oh. I've only ever seen them near each other. Yeah, about two. Or away time. from each other. Uh, they're the, and that's why we drink pillows available at our shop, if you're interested. Speaking of our shop, if you'd like to look there, you can go to and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com or you could just go to and that's why we drink.com in general for our main website. You can also check out our tour dates at and that's why we drink.com slash live where you can see all of our upcoming shows and available tickets. Please, please, please try to help us sell out as many tickets as possible Woo-hoo! because the more shows that we sell out, the more venues we're allowed to go to in the future. Yeah. So if you help us, we can help you later Woo-hoo. um you can also you can just Sorry, hear the sizzle loud. <laughs> Whew, we're, we're at the end and you're still filling up on that oh, there's still half of this in here yeah crowler not crowley that's a record company um <laughs> oh, oh that was geo hold on is that a, trapped geo do you want to do the do you want to plug us geo do a little plug-in let's hear those click clack feet let's hear those click clack feet look at those little dancers hi happy paws also, you can find our social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at ATWWD Podcast. We also have a Patreon at ATWD Podcast if you'd like to search that. You can also submit your personal 
paranormal and true crime stories at and that's why we drink at gmail.com where you can submit them over to eva and they just might be in the running for our listeners episode where Ooh. we put out one on the first of every month um i think that's it geo is licking my hand right oh, now he loves you. and geo says i love you to everyone while you were telling those sleep process stories judy was licking my hand and i was like thank you for comforting me <laughs> you can tell how terrorized i am um where are we currently in the world we are we've already finished our boston shows we've all we're about to where are we where are we in the world uh i think we're wait, we're what? about to go to portland i think no Have we're about ever... to go to san jose oh we're in seattle wait no that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> we're about to go to san jose then san francisco then portland wait then what day does this come out Sorry. or seattle then vancouver then portland oh i'm in new orleans today yay oh february well. 10th yeah. Yeah, I'm in New Orleans. So Oh well I hope you're uh, having a good time at the LaLaurie Mansion. My haunted hotel. I'll be getting a lot of mass texts in all caps from you, I presume. Probably, hopefully. If you need help with someone watching Geo, I could just <laughs> do that. Oh, that means my mother's in town. Hi mama. Woo-hoo, Linda's here. I don't know if she's listening to this. Maybe with me. Is anyone listening to this? <laughs> no. That's the real question. <laughs> um I guess that's that on that. Oh huh? my god, okay. Well we leave it on Tuesday. I'm so this is the last time we're recording before we head on out. Everyone is like, everyone listening right now, live to, or not live to this, but when this when comes out, is like, oh my God, we get it. You've been touring. We You've get it. You've been talking about this for weeks and we don't care anymore. And they're hearing it like basically mid-February and we haven't even left for our mid-January no. tour yet. No. Oh, you poor saps. Sorry for you guys. Um. All right. Well, Christine, I wish our friendship well. And <laughs> Me I, too. Good luck to I us. I <laughs> hope our sanity and our relationship stays intact. And I hope Eva stays with us throughout all of this. Please don't leave us, Eva. Please don't get on a plane and fly away in the middle of the night. Oh. Um hopefully everyone that likes listens to our show or has been to our live shows in the last month have enjoyed them we are very nervous but very excited Mm -hmm. and i guess that's it my stomach's churning as i talk about it so i need to get out of here i have to pee oh my um (laughs) that being said uh i guess we'll talk to you after we've done some live shows let's do it and that's why we drink in a fast-paced world every day brings new challenges and new opportunities at strayer university We know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.